from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. All right, let's do some money in politics with Liz Peek, Fox News contributor and syndicated columnist, and Steve Moore, Freedom Works and Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline, and WABC radio host of More Money, following this show on many of these same stations. Welcome, kids, back. Steve Moore, Gavin Newsom doesn't agree that 13% tax rate is higher than zero. <laughs> He's just had a problem with that. There's a math problem, I think. <laughs> well, first of all, I thought it was, uh, it was a good debate. It was a lot more interesting and informative uh, and entertaining than than any of the Republican debates. So I thought, I, you know, it was, it was good. And I thought Sean Hannity did a great job. Uh, you know, it was ba- basically the, the debate was um, one of style versus substance. So, uh, you know, um, Gavin Newsom is a Bill Clinton type of guy. He's very he's very slick uh, and he does. He's, he's kind of fact free, but, you know, he smiles <laughs> a lot. And uh, meanwhile, um, I thought that DeSantis, if, if you just looked at what arguments DeSantis was making, you know, he it was just a very one sided debate. I mean, Florida is doing substantially better than California. Now, to answer your question about tax rates, you know, what's happened in California and by the way, New York as well, because they both have the highest tax rates in the country. They're just bleeding people. And so when the left keeps saying, you know, soak the rich, you lose the rich. They leave. And they hollow out a, a state. And that's what's happening in California. It's happening in New York. It's happening in New Jersey. When, when, is, when are liberals going to get it that taxing the rich does not work? And meanwhile, all these millionaires and billionaires are going to Florida. They're going to Texas. They're going to Tennessee. And uh, they're rebuilding and really making those states the, the powerhouses of the country today. So that's the big story. Red states are absolutely annihilating blue states in terms of economic growth and prosperity. One other quick point, you know, um, and that is that you've seen the studies that the southeast, the states like Florida, Texas, Tennessee, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, those states have replaced the northeast states like New Jersey, New York, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Massachusetts as the epicenter of the country economically. Mm. They have a bigger mm. GDP now for the first time in history because they're, they have free market policies. And I think they're replacing the, uh, the they're going to become the epicenter of the country politically. I mean, I, I think the, re, the Republican Party, Liz, is the party of the South and yep. the Sun Belt. Uh, it's the red state party. And that's got to be a key theme in the presidential elections. So and let, I let me say, just add, can I just add one thing yeah, to that? Go ahead. You know, if California stays on the, you know, the population decline that it's on, mm-hmm. it will lose another three or four electoral yeah. votes yeah. by the year 2030. That's never happened before in history. It's one of the reasons, by the way, that I really liked Mike Johnson winning the speakership, however that turns out. But um, he's from Louisiana. Again, the House should be based on the Republican strength in the red states. That's got to be a key theme. And Liz, um, one thing, uh, Gavin Newsom was saying, well, we want to tax, uh, we want to tax rich people. We don't want to tax the middle class. <laughs> so uh, if, you, if you're earning about $60,000, $65,000 a year in California, your marginal tax rate is 8%. Right. Now, once again, Liz, I, I, I appeal to your math. Eight is higher than zero. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I thought Sean Hannity actually had very good data points to refute uh, Kevin Newsom's claims. It is, and it isn't just the tax situation, Larry. Everything California does makes life more yeah. expensive, and you can That's go right. right to the price of gasoline. Price of gasoline is measurably like fifty percent above uh, the national average. Who does that really hurt? It hurts middle class mm. Americans. Their housing policies and very strict environmental policies raise the cost of housing and rents. Who does that hurt most? It hurts the middle class. So, yes, obviously his tax debate was truly laughable, but I would argue a lot of what Gavin Newsom had to say was factually discredited, even as he was speaking online, uh, and honestly laughable. I mean, he ha- he brought he, – he must have known – that the facts of Florida versus California were heavily against him going into this debate. He should have come prepared with alternative messaging. And once or twice he said something about California being host to a lot of good tech companies. Well, that's true. But that was about it. I mean, he had no defense, (laughs) no counterargument to what clearly is a story of success in Florida. And I have to say, I, uh, like a lot of people, I was expecting Ron DeSantis to be absolutely mowed down by a glibber, more telegenic uh, candidate in uh, in Gavin Newsom. I thought just the opposite. I thought he rose to the occasion. He really handled himself well. And my goodness, he presented his story of success. And it's not just Florida's a beautiful state. I have done things as governor that have made the state mm-hmm. safer and better and more prosperous. Good for him. And and California has more poop. Yeah, boy, what a <laughs> right? what a data point, right? Poop map, and it does. <laughs> and uh, and Newsom's father-in-law uh, migrated to Florida. Yeah, that was a great moment. That was a great line. I you know, DeSantis. Really- uh, I, I know. Th- I mean, I, I I personally think the nomination is preordained for Trump, but. That was a better Ron DeSantis than we've seen. I mean, yeah. he was. Yeah. It was. It was much better than he's been. It was, and in fact, you know, the big loser was Nikki Haley because she wasn't on the stage. Yeah. And I think, I think uh, there was a bit of, um, you know, new renewed interest in uh, DeSantis yes. because of his performance. And so it was a very smart thing for him to do this. It was a lifeline for him. His campaign had been. Uh, flagging. And um, now I think people say, you know, this guy's <laughs> got a lot of good policies. And so, I, look, I agree with you that, that you know, it looks like Trump is, you know, a, a huge, huge front runner. And it, it seems unlikely that either of those two are going to take the nomination away from him. But, you know, I think this sets him up well for, you know, 2028. We could see yeah. these two in a rematch in 2028. Well, I think the key thing is, is, the red state economics. I mean, yes. apart from the individuals and so forth, you, you, which, and this is what Sean Hannity was trying to do. You, yeah. You've got a big change in this country, and the red states have all the economic momentum, and the economy is obviously going to be a gigantic issue. And there you have it. I thought, Liz, uh, you know, I know Gavin Newsom, and I know him rather well, actually, down through the years. I thought he had a lousy night. I thought he was very swarmy. Yeah. Uh, much too sarcastic. And I think for people looking for an exit ramp from Biden, they didn't see it in Gavin Newsom. I mean, 100 percent, 100 percent. That was just yep. just my instinct. I can't prove yeah. that. 
but I, I expected him to be better and cleverer. Instead, yes. he just denied the facts and was, you know, was pretty swarmy about it, wasn't he? I, I thought he was cheeky, snarky, yeah. whatever word you want to... Yeah, and yeah. I didn't expect that. I thought he would be kind of elegant, you know, and he yeah. wasn't at all. Um, but I think Steve is right. This really is maybe a conversation about 2028. We'll see. But it could, you know, I still don't think that Joe Biden will be the Democrat candidate. But I have to say, if this guy is the best the Democrats have, and that's kind of been the chatter for several months now, boy, am I enthused. I mean, and I thought DeSantis did something else very important, which he kept talking about perhaps too often, the fact that Democrats want to take the California model and apply yes. it to the whole country. They mm, do. That's, right. that's really, particularly yeah. on climate yeah. um, and various other issues, that's where they're looking for inspiration. Holy crow. I mean, are we really going to have rolling blackouts imposed <laughs> upon the entire country? Because Joe Biden, I don't know if you guys are following what's going on at COP28. Kerry has committed to getting rid of all coal-fired <laughs> power plants by twenty. Uh, 35, 20 percent of our, our electricity comes from those plants now. You know, what, what's he planning to do to supply that extra 20 percent? I have no idea. I don't think he does either. But I think this is really a big issue. And I'm glad that we and I'm glad it talked about it. By the way, a thought for you guys, which I just talked to someone at Fox about huge ratings. Five million people watch mm. this. No, good. Uh, and good. to your point, Nikki Haley was left off. I think Sean Hannity would be smart to do Nikki Haley versus Gretchen Whitmer. There mm -hmm. are two women mm -hmm. also looking for the uh, nomination. Yeah. Let's That's have another idea. one. Let's see. Let's talk more about red state and blue state. I think it's fascinating. I think uh, Sean's. I think Sean should do Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Well, that would be <laughs> <Yeah>. even better. <laughs> think about that. Um, Steve Moore, uh, you know, the red state message, I know you you do it in the hotline every day, practically, and it's very important to do. Um, I want to go back to the COVID argument. In yes, there. I want to talk about that. You yep. know, because it, the way I read that, tell me if I'm wrong, I don't follow it as closely as you do. But basically, the, the two states were about equal. Um, on COVID damage, on, on co uh, you know, COVID mm -hmm. deaths. But one state, Florida, was open. Mm -hmm. I mean, they started out shut, but then they opened it rapidly. The other state was closed the whole time. So this debate about COVID, you know, you may as well open the damn place if, you're, if the death rates are going to be the same. Well, that's, well, the, exactly. So um, Newsom kept saying, oh, you know, you, you're responsible for the deaths of thousands of people. Well, wait a minute. If you if you just age adjust, because obviously COVID was a was a virus that was deadly to old people. It wasn't it wasn't deadly to young people. So, you know, if you obviously there are a lot of retirees who live in Florida, so they have an older population. If you adjust for that, Florida and California had actually California had a, a higher death rate, Larry, mm -hmm. when you do that. And so what's interesting is that um, <laughs> It just seemed like Newsom was lying about this data. Mm. The other thing was, I thought I heard Newsom. You needed like a, a polygraph test or something for everything that yeah. he said because yeah. he lied so often. But he said, oh, we had our schools open. No, they didn't. Yeah. They were closed throughout most of 2021, whereas Florida, Tennessee, Texas, Iowa, the red states were were open. And that that's a great example. By the way, COVID and the response by the states is a perfect example of how much more competent mm. 
red states are than, than blue states. Right, Most of the red it. states opened up, and almost every blue state say, stayed shut down. And then, of course, they went to Washington to get a bailout from Biden because they shut down their economy. Yeah, let's uh, take a quick break. Liz Peake, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist, Steve Moore, uh, Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline and Freedom Works and Heritage Foundation, and... Um, the host of More Money after this show on many of these same stations. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. We're talking money and politics with Liz Peek. Fox News contributor and Steve Moore of FreedomWorks and Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline and the host of More Money after this show on many of these same stations. Um, Steve Moore from the hotline, the White House is mystified that Americans are so angry. I mean, this is interesting because inflation has come down, but key prices are still up, so it requires... $119 to buy the same goods and services a family could afford with 100 bucks before the pandemic. And since uh, early 2020, uh, prices have risen about as much as they had in the full 10 years. Groceries up 25%, used cars up 35%, rents up 20%, etc., etc. Um, this is something the Republicans should talk about more. I mean, they talk about inflation but inflation has come down, the rate of change. But in fact, key prices and buying power, key prices are still up and buying power is still down. Just strikes me as something the GOP ought to be talking about. Yeah, well, let me give you one concrete example. And it's something that's really important that, uh, you know, the uh kind of symbol of the American dream is to become a homeowner, right? That's, uh, and, and that is the American dream that, you know, the, a 30 or 40 year old can go out uh, and get married and, and, and buy a home. I can't do that now because the, uh, or many can't because the mortgage uh, rates have risen so much. They were less than 3% when Trump was president. Now they're about seven and a three quarters or seven and a half. They went up to almost 8%. Um, but to give, to give you a concrete example, that means that um, on a median value home, the mortgage payment, which under Trump was about $1,800, Larry, is now about $3,600. Yeah, right. So th right. they should be, t you're right, those bread and butter issues of food, of electricity, of, uh, of filling up your tank and buying a home. And by the way, rent is the same thing. Rental prices are way up. So I think that's the reason that even though Joe Biden keeps saying, well, things are so strong. No, for the middle class, people are really struggling and living paycheck to paycheck. And Liz, you see this. I mean, this is um, uh, this Corinne Jean-Pierre, but she's echoing the fibs that Joe Biden presses with and that we saw with Gavin Newsom. In other words, you don't go toward the election. All these Democrats, they can't keep lying uh, or they can't keep being incapable of telling the truth about the economy and other things. I mean, doesn't the public see right through this? It's not only factually wrong, which shows the failure of their policies, but also it's a character flaw, for God's sakes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, somehow lying has become uh, the the norm of the yeah. realm, and it, yeah. it's pretty discouraging if you yeah. uh, it kind of look at that. I, I think that Democrats are just um, frustrated 
uh, there are some good aspects to the economy, such as full employment. Uh, mm-hmm. But even today, I was reading a long piece in the FT, I think it was, maybe in the journal, no, in the FT about, yeah, Americans are just wrong. You know, the, the economy is great, and, they just <laughs> and they're just refusing to accept it. But, Larry, the, I mean, I don't know about your family. Literally, every time my family goes to the grocery store, we come out and say, whoa, what just happened? How did that, how did I spend $180 when I was expecting to spend half that? Mm. And, and, I mean, you can just look at a variety. This week, uh, the big story was McDonald's $16 meal. (laughs) And, you know, that sounds not very important, but if you are a family that takes your kids out to McDonald's every now and then, the fact that McDonald's has raised their prices 10% this year on top of 10% last year, and that PepsiCo has done the same thing, and Kraft has done the same thing, all the kind of uh, food producers that yeah. serve this nation have been putting through really big price increases. So, okay, so maybe now that isn't re- advancing as fast, but compared to two years ago, we know what we were paying, and now we're just paying a whole lot more. And in addition to housing, which Steve is totally right about, also cars. If you go to buy a new car or re-up your lease on a new car, it's like 40% higher. It's huge. So this is not something we're all imagining. I do think it's interesting that Americans are so completely unimpressed by low unemployment. But by the way, that happened under Trump. We're all used to everybody Mm. having a job. God forbid, over the next year, that the slowdown, soft landing, recession, whatever it turns out to be, really sees an increase in the unemployment rate, because then I think these 32, 35 percent ratings on the economy for Biden could get even worse. By the way, can I just uh, can I just correct Liz on one thing? Everything you said was right. Um, Liz, except for about the new cars. Actually, EVs are falling in price because nobody wants to buy them. Yeah, well, there's that. That's true. That's <laughs> I mean, there's a big story about, I mean... Yeah, that's bringing yes. down the CPI number, but in ter- if you're going out to buy the yeah. same car you have, you are right. really torched. Well, what's really so, funny about this, though, is that, you know, the, they're losing, Ford is losing like $4,000 for every EV they sell. And now, Larry, they have to lower the price because nobody can buy them. That's the other big story that came out this week is 3,000 auto dealers around the country opposing Biden's 4, uh, electric 30, vehicle mandates because they can't sell them. 3,900, yeah. 3,900. Uh, that's a big number. I was just going to go back, though. Uh, Biden... And Newsom used the same argument regarding high prices. They blamed businesses for price. Yeah, yeah. Now, that argument is so old, nobody believes. I mean, that's the the Democratic response to high prices is to blame business. In fact, the Democratic response to almost everything is to blame business. How's that going to play in this election? I don't think that's where the country is. I don't know who you're asking that to. I worry, actually, that there is a good part of the country that buys that argument. People mm-hmm. think they, they want a villain, and big business has always been, um, you know, has often been viewed as the villain. But I don't think that is as important to Americans as who's in charge of the White House, who's mm-hmm. in charge of policy. And happily, Americans, we have seen through polling, do connect the dots between big government spending and inflation. And I think that is something we have to be talking about. All right, kids. Thanks ever so much. Liz Peek and Steve Moore. I'm Kudlow. Thanks for a great show. We will be back next weekend.